I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today I'm with Joel Nagel and Pam Skinner in Dallas, Texas on day two of our CLIMB Conference 2023. We're going to recap the second day of the conference and talk to our keynote speaker, Kevin Miller. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Well, welcome back. Great to be here with Joel and Pam and Kevin. We're going to hear from Kevin in just a little bit. So Pam and Joel, what did you guys think about the program today? Wow. It, it was really great. Yeah. Super, super exciting. It was great to hear Jeannie Shaw preach. She did a wonderful job. Um, I thought... Dave Pachta's lesson, super, just interesting, deep, kind of groundbreaking. I just I have to really process that. But of course, tonight was really special. <laughs> tonight was like, whoop, home run, out of the park. Yes, That's having great. Kevin here. I agree. <laughs> Straight fire. Straight fire. <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to comment Sorry. yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What do you What do you think, Joel? Yeah, I thought it was so good. You know, it was uh, first year we've done a, a separate women's morning from the men's morning, and uh, but you could hear you could hear Pam especially uh, through the wall, uh, and it sounded like it was just a riot in there, and so it sounded like it was amazing. And I thought for the men, you know, Tony Singh started things off, and he just really ministered to ministers, and mm-hmm. and we needed that. It was uh, it was just so encouraging to to be reminded that this is not a career. That's right. Uh, it's it's a calling. Yep. And then that means that means that God needs us. Like He's yep. called on us in a time of need. We're the we're the people um, that, that He trusts. And so I thought that was so good. And then Darren, um, the progressive theology um, talk was uh, was so good. And, yep. and I think everything, especially, and, and then I think about Dave's lesson mm-hmm. um, for small church leaders. This is not the stuff that I think we're hearing about regularly. And so it's it's so valuable for yeah. to bring mm-hmm. these speakers in, mm-hmm. so that we can kind of be on the same page with the rest of the churches and yeah. uh, and learn and grow. So wonderful day. Yeah. yeah. Tell me a little bit more about the women's program. I know I know you're speaking. You did half of it, uh-huh. but just can you just give a little flavor of what yeah. what it was like? Well, it, it was great. Um, Roe Pierce started us off. He had a great icebreaker. And uh, I was I was so happy to teach with Jeannie because I think we really complimented each other as well. well. And um, she talked all about, you know, she's just got her doctorate in spiritual formation. So it was a, just all about God, you know, not doing, being, you know. <laughs> and um, so it was really, really inspiring. We did some really cool spiritual exercises. Uh, and then I got up there and talked about marriage and talked about relationships. So it was really fun. It, I, I felt like we really, you know, hit, hit everything, and it was a, it was a great time. Yeah, so. it was awesome. That sounds great. Did did she talk about me as her son-in-law? Yeah, um, you know, you didn't come up in the okay. class, but I'm, I'm I'm sure you you were an inspiration to her. Amen. I mean, I I, I loved hope. it. It was so much fun just sitting there, and and I thought Tony did a great job. 
Darren Overstreet was funnier than I'd ever heard him before. He's really getting comfortable in his material and just just bringing it. He's just sending fastballs right down there. I liked what he said about how don't don't ignore the culture. You don't have to condemn everything, but you just got to engage in it. You got to be clear about what the Bible teaches and unapologetic. And I thought it was awesome, mm. very helpful. Yeah, I thought he, you know, he said if you if you start with the fact that we're not tethered to this world, right, then you're never going to expect the world to produce the theology and the thinking about God that exactly. we want. Exactly. Yeah. It's just so simple and true. And he you know, talked about, I think, just clarity over and over again. Like, why can't we be clear on things that the Bible's clear about? Right. Um, it was great. That's great. I mean, both those guys, they're, they're just, they're so smart. <laughs> you just kind of go, they got a lot of brain power between them. You just go, whoa, really smart. And then, then you've got the wow. emotional afternoon with yes. Joel Peed. And John St. St. Jean and Christy uh, and Christy and I thought yeah. they did an amazing oh, job. Oh yeah, Christy did such a great job. Was, yeah, you want to talk about that? She yeah, she did. She it, it was great. Just about really being a spiritual person, mm-hmm. not relying on yourself, not being humanistic. Yeah. And uh, I I thought Joel did a great job as well. We we really need that ministering to the minister's health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Sabbath rest, all those things are yeah. really important. You, you could kind of sense a collective sigh of relief from the audience, like, okay, this is really making people feel good. It's helpful. Yeah. Offers They offered 25 practicals on how to develop good rhythms so you can keep up the pace of the ministry without burning out. Any other yeah. thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was, you know, and then you think about just the different kinds of lessons that we have at the conference, and they, they, they're so different, yep. yeah. but they work together because if, you know, like, uh, you know, we'll talk about Kevin's lesson in a minute here, but you can't you know, go out there and, and, and have those open doors and share your faith like crazy and, and all that if you're not healthy and taking care yeah. of your spirituality. Exactly. And, and so they, it has to, you know, it's a both and. It's, yeah. it's got to it's gotta be together. Exactly. So what a day. Yeah. And then Dave Pachta came and wrapped up. I mean, that guy, I mean, talk about being smart and looking smart. I mean, he's look, he looks like the, the, the professor. He's got the, he's got he the is, yeah. tortoise rim glasses. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, whoa, this guy is using all sorts of spiritual words and, you know, like, well, he's been reading some books and stuff. <laughs> he sure has. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so unique. Yeah, he is. And to read books. I, 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 I'm just like, wow, that's a lot of books that guy reads. We would say he's wicked smart. Wicked yeah, that's smart. right. That's he really is. Yeah. And, and, you know, he really did a great breakdown of just like, hey, I'm, I really liked what he said about I'm all in on the ICOC. I love yeah. the ICOC. We got things to change, but you know what? He, he said, I, I've done a lot of study of a lot of other church families and churches, and they got as much or a lot more than we do. And right. I really, it really warmed my heart because he said, no one makes Christians like we do. Right. You're helping people to have an authentic Christian conversion. Mm like the International Church of Christ. Right. And go, no one, right. n- nowhere else. I mean, all the studying that he's done and all those different churches, I was like, God, oh, that's, that's, you know, you just wanted to kind of sit up straighter yep. mm-hmm. in your in your seat. I was really happy yeah, when, to hear him say that. When someone who, who really knows what they're talking about, right. uh, you know, yeah. encourages you, yeah. praises you, you're like, okay, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was, it was so, you know, I, I work with Dave every day and uh, he's, he's my friend tour. My friend and mentor, oh. and uh, we just coined that this weekend. Is that a real word? Uh, it is now. It is now. Now that it's been on the Rob Skinner podcast, it's official. Um, Marion Webster is going to pick it up. Uh, yeah, and and uh, he, I mean, he has studied 
our 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 movement since the early 1800s like the whole thing like more than we even know is a part of our history and uh and and then all you know all these other movements and i i just think the hopefulness even darren the the word hope came up so many times and i feel like even compared to two years ago you know we did the conference kind of in the midst of the pandemic but it's more than just that the pandemic is you know has waned this is there's a different atmosphere this year with this mm-hmm. conference. There's more hope, and and I hope that it's because of past conferences, like yeah. stuff's catching on and, yeah. and people are growing. Yeah, and he talked about thread. That was something that he brought up, and it's really exciting what you guys are doing together, in providing resources for small churches that want top level, super high quality, preaching templates, podcast quiet time material. I mean, you can talk more about it, but I was like, this is really, really cool. And um, coming from a a real strong doctrinal base that is, you know, positive about our family of churches, not just kind of like semi-supportive, but like all in, let's make this awesome. So that was very encouraging. I thought I did a great job. I really liked what he shared. And then it was the evening. Ooh, yes. Kevin Miller came oh, into yeah. town. Thank and that you, guy, Kevin. Yeah. He was he was throwing fastballs. He did. He came into town like a <laughs> whirlwind. <laughs> what did you guys? First, I arrived, and then my PowerPoint did. <laughs> That's right. it, was, it was the order. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk yeah. about your impressions of Kevin's lesson. I mean, it was just straight truth, yeah. um, and and no no fluff um, mm. whatsoever, and and I think. And, and not just truth, like it was like, funny stories and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true. it was that it also. Was a um, lot of funny really stories. Really funny stories. <laughs> um, but yeah. and I think you know, honestly, I think when you're out on the mission field and you're doing stuff that that's not normal, you're gonna have a lot of funny stories. Yeah. Um, and God's got a sense of humor, and you and you see yeah. it. But I think uh, it's not just truth, like you know, like fire and brimstone kind of thing. But but the the that people are open. You know, yeah. the the promises that that God gives us that when you go do things. Jesus is going to be with you. His yeah. presence will be with yeah. you, and you're going to have success. You're going to bear fruit if you stay in the like. That's the that's the kind of truth that you tapped into. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I thought you know it was it was so good. Yeah. Uh, for in in a small church, you you can start to lose track of yeah. of the big things that God can do. That's right. right. Yeah, I I loved it. I mean, I loved all your stories, your jokes. You know, just it's so inspiring what God's doing there in the campus ministry. But I loved how you talked about the older people, yeah. the 65 and older That's region right. leaders that, you, mm-hmm. you know, you've won their hearts. Yeah. And so it's not just the young people. And I thought that, yes, that's that's the way it should be. Because like, you know, Jesus is Lord for all of us. And so mm-hmm. that to me was, was really inspiring yeah. to hear you share that. You had three points. You talked about, uh, first of all, op- open doors. Mm-hmm. You talked about be romantic. And then you talked about uh, be inspirational, you know, be inspiring. And I love the first story. You talked about opening doors, and your illustration was you were in a D group with Tony Fernandez and some other guys, and Tony lost his wallet in a restaurant. So you guys went back the next day to try to retrieve it, or else he couldn't get back to Florida. And you banged on the glass a couple times, yelling, there's no one there. It's, It's cold, it's raining. And then just by chance, you actually tested the door and the door is wide open <laughs> and you had prayed prior to that, God, please help us to get this wallet back. But you never thought to actually try to open the door. And when you did, the door was open and you made the great point. Like a lot of times we're praying for God to open doors, mm. 
Yep. But we actually don't try to open the doors because we're so convinced that they're all locked. Right. And I think that really yes. hit home for people yeah. who they want to be fruitful. They want their churches to grow, but they're not sharing. They're mm. not they're not out, you know, in the field really just testing the doors to see if they're open. So right. I thought that was very powerful. Yeah, it was. And Absolutely. I yeah, I liked what you said about, you know, you're not a marriage counselor. Yeah. You know, and of course as a small church leader, we do wear a lot of hats, but just making sure that the we're doing the most important thing. I think that was just a great reminder to somebody. You got to get out there. There's there's no excuse. Yeah. You're just unapologetic, yeah. calling people to their purpose. Yeah. So thank you. No, it's it's. I have so much love and respect for church leaders, and I have I have no thought that what we do is simple. I think it's super complicated, mm-hmm. and 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 it is. It, it's it's a it's a wonderful calling. But in the complication, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. And especially, I kind of feel, I mean, certainly the last three years, but even the last 20 years, you know, it's been this battle with introspection mm-hmm. and the idea that there are still hearts out there and how hungry are we. And so I feel in Boston a great burden in my role to stubbornly be focused on that and, right. and to call call the people that are in those roles. I mean, everybody in the church needs to be merciful, but some people are gifted at mercy. Everybody needs to give, but some people are particularly generous. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to evangelize, but there's a certain group of those humans that are gifted in that. And if those people don't stay oriented to it right. in a godly, you know, loving way, um, then where's the church going to go? And so I feel a great burden in that to, uh, and it's really the thing I feel blessed with in Boston is it's, it's so embraced. Right. The idea that I'm, I mean, I don't think I'm a, a, a foolhardy and a harsh or anything like that. It, it's, it's done with lots of respect, but, but I feel from the 65 year old region leaders to the eldership, to the board of directors, uh, and then, and then we've really drawn a number of young leaders. We've raised up a number of young leaders, but we've also drawn a number of young leaders who honestly feel like the welcome of that spirit is not in in a, is safe right. in a lot of spaces in the ICOC, but they feel like it's safe in Boston. Right. So we've drawn some of them, and we are. I kind of say this, you know, we're not trying to figure out who we are, what we want to do. Right. I think we've got a, a consensus. We're we're going to try to change the world with the gospel, and That's we're right. you know. We we've we've got a great squad group. We've we've created a, a, a people of all nations unity training, and a, a, you know we 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 have amazing service to the poor. Ken Lowy and the I mean, there's there's a lot going on. That's why I think it's very complicated, and the different gifts have to do what they do. But there's a great embrace in Boston that that we still need to be led by evangelists who are who are doing this thing right you know well i think it was great what you shared at the end and i'm really glad you put that in there when you said hey i don't yell at old people yeah yeah that was good (laughs) (laughs) that's those aren't the words you use but you said listen we need to learn how to communicate with older people the Mm -hmm. way i preach is far different than the way i communicate one-on-one with my staff there's a lot of encouragement there's a lot of talk there's a lot of consensus building i think that was a great clarification because i could sense when you when i introduced you and when i you know talked about hey i'm really excited you know kevin is a powerful preacher he's doing great things i sense fear in the room 
I, I sense uncomfortable body language. I sense just... You really oh. set me up badly. Thanks oh. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think it, for many, many, many people, it's they're not active in the mission. And they want to be, but they're terrified of it. And, and so it's really a challenge for them. When they hear people who are making strides in that area to go, oh my gosh, it's challenging. But I, I view it this way, this, and this is why I want you to preach, is if we're going to have a conference, got to have a conference that calls us and stretches us and challenges us. If we're going to have, we don't come to this conference to, to just go, hey, we're all doing great. You know, you're pretty good where you're at. Really didn't even need to be here. Right. And I go, if you don't come away challenged and like, man, I got to really make some changes here, then why even there? When I think about even just my staff in Boston, and not even just the young ones, we, we're, we've probably handed half the regions to 40-year-olds or 35-year-olds, and then half the regions are led by 60-year-olds. And, and it's a great mix. And But not even just with the 35 and 40-year-olds, with, with the whole staff, I do feel with my own staff, and I feel this certainly when I look at the ICOC with church leaders. The idea, you look at it, and there are some who have that kind of still that radical edge that we want, but maybe they don't know how to translate it to, you know, um, to everybody, really. I mean, the way I lead my campus ministry also is not like, it's not like I'm saying I'm really gentle and, and respectful with the with the old folks and then with the campus kids I just you know that's not how it's run if you right. if you come to a Boston intern meeting exactly it is a campus intern meeting it is a riot and it's fun and there's tears and even when you're having a tough semester you know how can you look at these college ministers who are given their all and struggling because they haven't figured it out because they're just learning and when you're gonna beat them up no you're gonna pick them up I mean mm-hmm. that's that's what you want to do but I'm really grateful that they have the expectations they have. So, but but it, but then with the older, it's a little bit more unique. But the idea that we know how to speak compassionately, compromise, listen to ideas, be clear, right? Be clear, expect, right? I mean, I'm the point person. I'm not. I'm not shy. I right. I expect the 60 year olds to. We're going in this direction, and right. and and if you have a problem, let's talk about it. But we've got to get there because this isn't okay. If we're not, but I don't get that. And so you have some leaders who, who are bad at that, and then it creates gridlock because the older people grip down, get afraid, whatever, and then, then you're going nowhere. And then on the other side of it, what I feel, what you can see in kind of the leadership dynamics is some young leaders who never learned how to have backbone. And so they're sort of the, the new school, and they're so afraid of the kick down the door, and we haven't done a lot of that, that now they're, they're, they know how to build consensus but they don't know how to build momentum right. and they don't know how to build and, and, and doing both of those things well is what I try to focus. I mean, trying to, that, that middle, you know, I am definitely the product. Speaking of not being a marriage counselor, you know, one time I was helping my older brother in a, in a, in a marriage situation. We were, he was talking about his situation. He, I mean, they, they, he probably more helps me with my marriage than I help him with his. But one time I was talking about some stuff and, and I said, well, hey, this, that, and the other, I don't remember what we were talking about. And, and I felt pretty proud of myself. Like, Oh, I think that was good advice. And uh, and then he went, he went, he went, wow, man, I am so grateful that you married into Wyndham Shaw's family because if you hadn't, you would never be able to have helped me with this. And I was like, that's certainly true. But I am definitely the product 
of I mean my, my greatest mentor was was Wyndham hmm. and he was all about this kind of stuff yeah. I mean and he really he, he really knew how to work with people yeah. and honestly working with Doug Doug was a great morale person in the Boston church he was perfect for me over the last you know 10 years because he also was this way he would say you can't talk you know you, this isn't you can't talk to people like that or if you keep talking to people like that I remember when Larry, I took over the region, Larry Reed, who's like 14 years older than me, was leading the singles ministry of the Boston Church, but he was doing it from the region I was leading in Boston. So I was the senior staff. I was the you know, the region leader staff, and we were the one staff meeting that I, I said or did something. It wasn't terrible, but I, I immediately knew in the room it was like uh, I dropped a, a, you know, a, a stink egg or something like that. And, and Doug said the next week, you, you got to learn how to do this. Right in a way that helps Larry feel like, you know, and so we have to learn that. And I think if you do build good chemistry with direction, it can be a real joyful, encouraging place. Absolutely. Mm, yeah. And it was so encouraging to hear, like you'd grow, you know, over the last three years, grown the campus ministry from 60 to 130 campus disciples. Just in the downtown region. That doesn't include all the other regions of the Boston Church okay. where we're, we're over 250 at this point. That's that's exciting. Yeah. And I think that's it was really thrilling to hear that. And also just the good news stories about your daughter, Emma, a guy named Manny, her co-leader. Yeah. And, you know, their baptisms that they had, even during persecution. Very, very encouraging. Thank you so much for a great lesson. So great. You're welcome. Awesome. Thank you. And I, I think for a small church leader, what I hope is that they take can take a lesson like that and go okay kevin's in a church of 2200 disciples mm -hmm. so if you if you're in a church of like let's say a hundred okay and you take your your campus ministry let's say we take we had a campus ministry we out of after covid three disciples yeah. but we grew it to 13 in a year i go okay if you multiply that times 22 that's that's pretty awesome mm -hmm. yeah. and and a lot of times you have to kind of like back it up a little bit as a small church leader and go, hey, we're still doing awesome. Yep. Right. We just got to keep on growing and great things are going to happen. And I'm going to talk about this in my lesson tomorrow. Just look back on the progress you've made. That's great. Don't get fixated on, oh my gosh, you know, well, Kevin's got all the money there and he's got all the talent and he's got a big city and he's got all the campuses. I go, that the Celtics. Yeah, that hey, that's you, not a productive Celtics mindset. Are great. That's important. That's yes. going to debilitate you, mm -hmm. and and instead just focus on hey, how far have I come? Yeah, what have I done in the ministry? Yeah. You know, we're a long ways from where we once were, and I think that's much more productive. So I always, I, I last few years I start the year off by figuring out what scripture I'm going to memorize, kind of what's going to be my chapter or whatever. And I, I this year was Matthew 14, last year was Isaiah 40. I think this year is going to be. I'm not totally decided, but Zechariah chapter four, which is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, and and he talks about not by strength, nor by might, but by my spirit. And then he says, "Do not despise the day of small things. Love it. Oh, Great love it. Yeah. things um, start small. That's yeah. right. And that's why I think keeping a romantic view, because when you're doing something small, you feel like this is futile, but right. it's not. Right. Right. Oh. You have to remember that. Yeah, great. That was great. a great point. Great job. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. I know that you came in here. You came in earlier. You're going to take off tomorrow. You go, you're on to Denver. You made it a, a really powerful, powerful you. conference. Yes. And you know, after Sean last night and then your lesson today, it was really, really encouraging. You know, it's a joy to be with you and mm -hmm. Pam and getting on podcasts and, and saying things that are going to be recorded and all that kind of stuff <laughs> can be scary. 
and I, I mean this, what you were saying earlier about loving the ICOC yeah. and having a real believing in spirit right. and yeah. suffering, you exude that. Mm-hmm. And people love the podcast and people like and feel safe and encouraged to come on it because you celebrate yeah. what people are doing well. And that's, I love you for it. And oh, I love being so. on this and I Thank love your you. podcast. And thanks. I really wanted to say that. Thank you. Oh, that thanks. means the world to me. I mean, just being here at the conference around all these amazing people, I just go, I, I see people, I go, that's an amazing person. I, I see this person, that's an amazing person. I see Joel and Joel, I go, two superstars. I mean, it just, I'm filled with joy because I go, We're doing great things. Mm -hmm. And I really believe our best years are ahead of us. So thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Here's how you can help support the program. First, hit the subscribe button and send a link to your friends. Let your friends know about what you're listening to. People need really good listening to help them in their faith. I mean, maybe you haven't even thought about it. Like you enjoy it, but you don't know anyone else who's listening to it. Let people know. It really helps people. Secondly, read and review one of my books. How to Plant and Grow a Church, or Courage, How to Make This Life Count. You can find them both on Amazon.com. Just look up Rob Skinner and you'll you'll find the books. My goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no-regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.